All right. Um, this week, which is week number, um, which is week number four of our series of the Shiva de Nechemta, we jump around again. And that's part of the thing that it sort of is strange about this is that we have uh, Nachamu, and then the next week, Batomet Sion is eight chapters later, and then we move ahead to Nundalat, and you would expect that we would continue progressing, sort of hitting highlights in these 27 chapters of Consolation, and we don't. This week, we go back to Perak Nun Aleph. And what's even odder is next week, we're going to go back to Nun Dalad, which was attached to Aniya Soara to do Ronia Kara. So there's got to be some, some reasoning behind this sequence. And that's what we're trying to figure out. Um, and, um, and again, what we're going to do, what we've done all these weeks, is the first thing is trying to figure out what the Haftarah is about. Now, this Haftarah is relatively long. We're going to go through it as well as we can to get a sense of the, the idea of the Haftarah, the theme. And we're going to see that it zigzags again, like we've seen in the last few weeks, that it zigzags in theme. We've got to figure out what is the message that's going on? What is it that's, uh, that is the appropriate message of Nechama? And at this particular point, and remember, we are still speaking to the community in Bavel. This is still a Navi, maybe the same, maybe a different Navi giving voice to consolation in Bavel. All right. So again, I've done what I've done every week is to open it up with those three, those five sukim that seem to be introductory to the entire scheme, which is Nachamu Nachamu Ami. What you notice here is that I've highlighted other words in this section. Uh, the, the, at the beginning of Nachamu, we read, why should you console your shalayim? Because your shalayim has already suffered enough, it's already taken its full measure, and now it's up for consolation. And immediately you hear that there's a voice declaring, make the road straight in the desert to come back. You're going to hear both of these themes echoed for the first time in this haftarah. So we'll take a look through it. Now, that's a strange phrase. I am, indeed, I am the one who is consoling you. Like, like, who else did we think it is? So what is the emphasis here on and, and doubling it, a lot of, a lot of emphasis um, and stress on the fact that it is specifically I who am comforting you. Why are you afraid of men who are going to die? And people who become grass. Now this takes us back to the first Haftarah where we declared all people are grass. It, 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 those passages are used in Adami Sodomi Afar that we say in Atan Tokev. Man is grass, the field, here today, gone tomorrow. But he continues, Vatishkach you forgot God who created you. Now this echoes the second of Torah. Because in the second of Torah, God forgot me. And now God turns around and says, you forgot God who made you. Again, back to the first Haftarah, God the Creator. And you're spending your whole day afraid, like in, in chronic anxiety, from the anger of the one who's giving you trouble. As he's preparing to go battle, where is this trouble? And it's almost as if to say that, they, that Amisro was afraid to embrace the Nechama because they were frightened of some human uh, enemy, and this can be the Samaritans waiting for them in, your, in, in Israel. It can be somebody local. 
And he says, and where is this trouble? I don't see the trouble. It's poof, it's gone. Right? Meaning they, they, they come and go. But and that this vav is vav anigud. On the other end, I am Hashem, your God. I am God who makes the seed angry and then and then settles it. I am Hashem. So, in other words, the the whole statement here seems to be: Why are you afraid of an army? Why are you afraid of a kingdom? And I'm Hashem. I'm in charge of all of this, and I'm comforting you. Which may already tell us why it's Anochi Anochi Umanachem Chem. Meaning, Am Yisrael seems to not have responded to Nechama. They refuse to accept the consolation because they're afraid. He says, what are you afraid of? I'm the one consoling you, and I'm in charge of all of this. And watch, he continues, Vasim Now, this is a new concept, a new piece here, which accords well with what we saw last week in number three. I put my words in your mouth. I protected you with my hand. I gave you shade. I create the heavens, I create the earth, and I tell Zion, you're my nation. And this is bringing the two ideas together of God as creator, as God is om, om, omnipotent, and therefore nothing should, gets in his way. And God has declared that Zion is his nation, which takes us back again to the second week. And now there's a shift. There's something brand new. Meaning everything we've seen till now seems to be a reworking and sort of a synthesis of the first three weeks. And now something new. Heat over re, heat over re. Such a powerful line that Alkabetz borrowed it to, for Lachadodi. Wake up, Kumi Yerushalayim. Now, who's he talking to? Is he talking to the city, talking to the people? The answer is yes. Wake, bestir yourself, Asher Shatit Miyada Adonai Koschamato. You have already drunk in the, 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 the cup of God's anger. This is a motif that shows up in Yermiyahu and Yechezkel, the idea that God serves a cup of hot poison or hot wine to the enemies to have them suffer. You've already drunk your hot suffering, your hot poison, which, by the way, takes us back to the first Haftarah, Kimal Atzva Akinur Tzavuna. Yushalayim has already suffered enough. At Kubat you've already drunk and squoze the last bit of the cup of poison. So you should wake up now. Now, what, what the themes are crisscrossing here. All of the children she got, none of them were leading her, and none of them were taking her. Two thing, terrible things happened to you, and nobody is comforting you. Hashod And now there's all sorts of things. You've been pillaged, you've been broken, you've had famine, you've had army come through, and nobody's comforting you. And he's describing This is taken directly from Echaperdalin. Your sons have fainted and are lying out in the streets. Now, what is he describing here? He's not describing the current situation. He's describing what you've gone through. I know what you've gone through. I testify to you. You have gone through horrible de devastation. And here's a description of it. Painful and graphic. 
And we come back to Aniyah from last week. Listen to this, you impoverished one, you afflicted one, who is drunk without wine. is used very differently in modern Hebrew. They're high on something, on life, on excitement, on love. But here it means you are, you are debilitated like someone who's drunk, but not because you're celebrating from wine, but because of devastation. So listen to me. Ko amar Elohim This is what Hashem says. Hashem is going to battle for you. I have now taken away the cup of punishment. So the psukim we read before were a description of the cup of punishment. We're finished. No more punishment. You're not going to drink it anymore. I've given you the punishment. You've drunk it up. And now let's move on. Who am I going to give that cup to? Those who afflict you. The ones who said to you, no, okay, we're going to pass over. And they've devastated your land. Those are the ones I'm going to give it to. I am now going to punish the Babylonians. Whoops, they're gone. I guess I did punish them. They're already done. And then he continues, and I, you can see this new chapter, but also I put the break because this is a Pashap Tucha. Wake up and put on your, gird yourself with your strength. It's a stunningly beautiful pasuk. We've got a few stunningly beautiful psukim here. And this is the first one. Put on your garb of glory, Yerushalayim. No longer will the Arel, Arel here is a nickname for the non-Jews, and the Tmeim, they won't come in anymore. Remember Tilim Ayin Tet. The nations have come in, they've despoiled, they've defiled your Mikdash. The Tmeim have come in. Tmeim will no longer come into Yishalayim. Yishalayim will now be secure, and you will not have armies coming through. Shake yourself off. Shake yourself off. Get up from the dust. Shvi Yerushalayim. Sit properly. Take off the yoke of your captivity. So now, it's a very strange thing. Hashem is coming to the people and saying, come on, wake up, take off the yoke. What do you mean? You take off the yoke. No, the yoke of the captivity is a mentality. You've got to take that off. You've got to be ready to embrace freedom. It's not so simple. Think about how difficult it was for Am Yisrael to embrace freedom in Mitzrayim. And we're going to come back to that at the end. But again, you see a zigzagging going on in this, in this Haftarah. So we have to figure out what, what is actually happening here. This is what Hashem says. You were sold for nothing and you will be redeemed without Kesef. Meaning, this status that you had of being thrown to the wolves and being devastated and now being redeemed is not about Kesef. It's not about your own schuyot. Let's go back in history. My people, there was his Yaakov and his family, went down to Egypt for a visit, and they ended up being afflicted, and now quickly jamming all of history together. They were afflicted in Egypt, they're afflicted by Ashur. What am I doing here? My nation was taken for naught. 
all day my day my name is being desecrated so I'm going to make sure my nation knows who I am and I'm going to be, know that they're the one I, that, that, that is speaking here in other words what we're dealing with is a nation that cannot accept the idea that they're going to be okay and they don't understand that it's Hashem who's telling them that they keep thinking it's just the Navi trying to give them soothing words. They don't understand it's Hashem and they refuse to embrace it. And so now I told you, stunningly beautiful Psukim. How beautiful are the feet of the Mavaser. The Mavaser is the one who's giving us the good news. The, the Vaseret Sion that we read, read about in the first Haftarah. How beautiful on the mountains are the Raglaim of Vaser, which means it sounds like the steps of the Maser. We hear him going up to the top of the mountain. It's such a beautiful sound. What's he? What? What news is he bringing? Mashmia Shalom. He's letting everybody know Shalom. Mavaser Tov, Mashmia Yeshua. He's letting us know the good coming and salvation is coming. It's all together. What is he saying? That Sion from the mountaintops? Your God is king. He's, he's taken rule. In other words, what God is announcing is a new era. An era where if you are willing to embrace it in front of all the nations of the world, they will all know that I, God, am the God of Sion. If you're willing to embrace it. This is, to paraphrase the Kuzari, the great shame of Ami's is that we weren't able to embrace it. But listen to the words. And this is another stunningly beautiful pursuit. And part of what's stunningly beautiful is how much it echoes what we have seen, thank God, in our generation, in our generations. Your tzofim are your scouts. They also mean your nevi'im. They raise their voice, Yachdav Yiraneinu. They all sing together. But the notion of Tzofim is also, they are people who are looking out and seeing from a distance what nobody else can see. What is it they're seeing? Ki ayin be'ayin yiru. They will see eye to eye, meaning with their own eyes they will see, Beshuv Adonai Tzion. When Hashem returns to Tzion. It's happening. Listen to your Tzofim. They're telling you what's going on. They see further than you. Pay attention to them and trust them. First forth and sing together, all of you, the destroyed buildings of Yerushalayim. By the way, how often in these Haftarot have we heard the city and its buildings and its stones personalized? Sing, burst forth in song. Why? God has comforted his people and redeemed Yerushalayim. And again, the conflu confluence of Yerushalayim the physical city, and the people of Yerushalayim, all being addressed as one. God has redeemed his people. God has redeemed Yerushalayim. The ruined stones of Yerushalayim, the ruined buildings of Yerushalayim, should burst forth in song because they've been redeemed. And now this isn't happening in a kumbaya way. Watch this. God has revealed, has uncovered his holy arm, meaning his might. Meaning this is going to happen with power. Every corner of the world will see the redemption of God. A pasuk you could easily have said in June 1967. 
So what does he finally turn around and say? Get out of there. He's talking to Bavel. Get out of there. Tamel Tigo. Get away from there. You're the ones who are carrying the Kaleen. Pick them up and come. And by the way, notice what he says. Remember, Mitzrayim is always looking in the background. Anytime we talk about Gula, we always think Mitzrayim and it's a model. Take a look in your, in your Miyahu Tetzain when he talks about no longer will people say Hashem who took us out of Mitzrayim, but rather Hashem who brought us from these lands. Mitzrayim is always in the background. Watch how he ends. You're not going to leave hastily. You're not going to have to run away. In other words, the model of Mitzrayim is now being elevated. Because Mitzrayim, Yitzhak Mitzrayim is born of a, of a conflicting vision. There is a vision of Chippazon, remember? You eat the Korban Pesach with Chippazon, dressed, ready to go. And yet, B'nai Israel leave B'yad Ramah. They don't sneak out, they leave proudly, and they march. Here, no more Chippazon at all. You're not going to run away. Why? Ki Adonai. Who's walking in front of you, who's leading you? Hashem. Uma'asifchem Eloi Yisrael. Who is gathering you, meaning who's bringing up the rear? The Ma'asif? God. In other words, you are marching with God in front of you and God in back of you. Now, contrast that with Yitzhak Mitzrayim. In Yitzhak Mitzrayim, which now this is being presented as a parallel and as distinct. The parallel is that you're going to march out with a strong arm. But the distinct is you're not going to have to run out. In Mitzrayim, where was God? God was walking in front of him. What does the Navi here add? God will be walking in front of you and God will be walking in back of you. Walking in front of you means the direction that you go is not only charted, but any enemies getting in the way are blown away. That doesn't do anything for the back. And by the way, what happened in Tzayat Mitzrayim? Paro attacked from the back. What's going to happen here? You're not going to have to go fast at all because not only will God be leading you, but God will also be protecting you from the back. This is an upgrade for Tzayat Mitzrayim. A powerful image. But again, this Haftarah seems to be all over the place. So I'll ask the same questions I've asked every time. What's the message of this Haftarah, which we have to figure out? And why is this in the order it is? Why is this number four? There's nothing about the number four, obviously. Why does this follow Aniyasura and come before Roniakara, which, by the way, are in the same parrot? You'll see it next week. Roniakara is the beginning of Parak Nundalad. Aniyasura is the second half of that very short parrot. And then it's the next parrot. And suddenly, in between, we jam this in. Why? What's it doing here? So I'd like to propose, you take a look at the Haftarah, and you'll see here, I believe that the, this Haftarah is made up of seven sections. And you'll notice that I've marked some of the words. The first thing is, there's an introduction. There's always an introduction. God introduced himself as Anochi, Anochi, I'm the one who's comforting you. And the message is, there's no reason for you to be afraid. I am Hashem, who's, who's comforting you. I'm Hashem was bringing you out. And I'm Hashem who created the world. And notice how this is the Anochi section. It starts with Anochi, Anochi, and it ends with Vanochi. It's all about, I'm the one, you have nobody not to be afraid of. This isn't some just some Navi, this is me. I'm talking through the Navi. What happens next? Suddenly there are words of encouragement. Wake up, Yerushalayim, and notice that there's wordplay going on. Look at Hitori, Hitori. What is the cup of poison called? Koshat Tar'ela, 
which is an unusual word. It's called that twice. And then we're told that these are people who told us to pass by Vinavora. The Navi is deliberately playing with the Ayin Reish sound. And that's, by the way, not uncommon because he brings us to the real point, which is Uri Uri. In other words, the Navi and this brilliant, exalted words of, of consolation. But it's more than consolation now. Now it's get off your behind, get up and do something. Time to go. Enough of just wallowing and feeling a little better. Now it's time to go. So it's hit ori, hit ori, kum yushalayim. And why should you get up? Because you have already suffered enough. You've already tasted enough of God's poison. Right? And now, to strengthen it in the middle of this section, ko amar adonayich Elohim. This is, I'm quoting God. And he said, you've already suffered from me. From me, not from God, from me. God says, I've already given you enough. And now all these nations say to pass through, they're the ones who are going to eat, who are going to get the, that suffering. And now God says, Uri Uri, which is a more intense form of Hitori. Uri Uri. Wake up. Leave she uzechzion. Put on your strength. It's not just a time to be comforted, like, okay, Nebuch will welcome back in the community. Nebuch, something terrible happened, but you'll be okay. No, now you put on your strength. Right? And it's not, there, there will not be an attack anymore. Yishalayim will be secure forever. And notice how he ends this section. He na'ari, again, using that ayin race sound. He na'ari, shake yourself off. Get up from the dust. Shake off your bonds. What do you mean shake off your bonds? It means you've got to in, in, embrace the mentality, not only of a free person, but of nobility, of a noble city, of a noble people. Not an enslaved people, not a devastated people. And now, not just uh, not devastated anymore, people, but of a noble people. Now, watch what happens. The people aren't listening, aren't getting it. So, you, so the Navi, whoever the Navi is, pulls out an ace card, which is two psukim in a row. This is what Hashem says, right? And so suddenly, now the message becomes more. It's Hashem speaking, and now. In the next two psukim, Hashem is rejecting Galut. Showing, what am I doing here? What are you doing here? What are any of us doing here? Time to get up and go. And now these next two psukim, which again are glorious psukim, are this great joy, this great ecstasy that's going to happen. I want you to picture what's happened emotionally here. We've gone from shake off the dirt of Galut, shake it off, get up, Embrace your position as nobility. Embrace your position as a secure city and a secure people who are God's people. And God gives you chizuk. God says, Galut, get rid of Galut. Get away from Galut. You have nothing to do there. Look how beautiful. Look how gorgeous. Look how unified. Look how melodious and harmonious the redemption is. It's this beautiful sound of of the Mavaser, Mashmiya Shalom. It brings tears to your eyes. It's gorgeous. But the people still need more, more support. So what does he say? He said, look, you should give, you should sing together. The, the walls will sing. The stones will sing. Because who's comforting you? Hashem is. And Hashem is going to do it by uncovering his arm and his might. And then he comes and says, okay, now we're, we're, we're at the bottom line. 
time to get up and get out. I am redeeming you from this galut. I am, I am disintegrating this galut for you. And I'm telling you to get up and shake yourself off because going back to the beginning of the Haftarah, it is I who is in charge of everything. I'm telling you, this is what's happening. You're not getting punished anymore. Punishment is over. You suffered enough. Now it's time to embrace the greatness. And he says, this greatness, this redemption is going to be one where you don't have to look back. When I ask you to leave Galut, it won't be like Mitzrayim, where you're walking out of Mitzrayim, but you're walking with a rearview mirror and you're looking back. Who's coming after us? And what are we leaving behind? And where are we going? We're following a cloud and we got nothing to protect us in back here. There's two things grossly different, hugely different. One is we know where we're going because we're going home. We've been there. We're going home. And the second thing is, there's a cloud in back of us that's going to keep us from going back to Babel. Now, had Am Yisrael responded to this, who knows? Had Am Yisrael picked up Bahamonehem with the huge numbers that were in Babel and picked up and heeded this call, which is an echo of the call of Koresh, really. Who will have Hashem's spirit with them and go up and build the, 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 the Mikdash? Had they embraced this call and all gone up, a cloud in front of them, a cloud in back of them. The cloud in back of them doesn't just protect them from the Bavlin coming to attack them that are no longer around. It also keeps them from looking back. There's nothing to go back to. That was Galut. Reject it. Time to go home. Now, what is this doing in this sequence? Because remember, we saw last week, I showed you the passage from Sidor Rashi, etc., that we do Nechama Lot, lot, one piece at a time. You can't hit somebody with everything. So in the opening Haftarah, the main theme was God is the one who creates. So when you hear Nechama from God, you know he's in charge. The second one was about the special relationship between God and Sion. The third one was the beginning of the glimpses of glory, of having the stones paved and everything. But there was a condition. You have to build a society that Hashem envisioned and, and, and gave to you for you to envision and the society that didn't happen, and that's why the destruction happened. I'd like to suggest that at that point, the people get reticent. I don't know if we're capable of doing that. Look at this Haftarah. This Haftarah has no conditions on it. Unlike the previous one, this Haftarah is kol kulo per. It's all glory. Just embrace the glory. And if you think about it, this should be the end of the Nechama. This last pasuk, kiferach, should be the end of the Nechama. Am Yisrael should get up and say, that's it, we're going. Goodbye, Galut. We got a cloud to keep us from going back. We got a cloud to lead us there. We're going to go, we're going to rebuild, and we're going to embrace our destiny as the nobility, the noble city that attracts people from all over the world to Hashem. Because it doesn't happen. So that's why we have we need three more weeks of Nechama, which we'll take a look at starting next week. So we'll meet next week, Yemir Hashem. Okay. Um,